We are in the Vision Builders time as Pastor Alex let us know our theme for the month above and beyond. I think that's a great name for the theme. Uh, it's, it's a call not to live an ordinary garden variety life, but to live one which is above and beyond. Even above and beyond what we could naturally do, even above and beyond what we could do by ourselves, but what we can do when we are supernaturally empowered by God and what we can do with others that He joins us together with. And we're looking over these three weeks of preparation as we come into Vision Builders. Last week we did Reach, looking at how we take the gospel to see lives transformed. This week, Build, about uh, how we build and renovate facilities so that we can do church in this great city of ours and be a light to this city and next week care looking at all the ways that not you know care is not so that we say oh I don't need to do anything the church cares it's more that look we do the bit we do but also there's some things you can do really powerfully together and we do those things powerfully together both in Sydney but also overseas you you might say that we're all about people knowing Jesus, finding community, and discovering purpose. That's what we're all about. And Vision Builders is about how we do that together. Uh, Has anybody here, through their time at C3, experienced a transform life? Anyone experienced a transform life? Like Shanice's story. My goodness, uh, I just love that. And it just makes me think, you know, as I look back uh, over my time at church, I am not the person who walked into C3 Church all those years ago. Uh, that word transformed, you know when you see the word transformed in the Bible? It's actually an English version of a Greek word, which is metamorphosis. Right? That's telling you how radical it is. Because we use that, of course, for a grub turning into a butterfly. And you know, sometimes we can have some pretty grubby lives going on and it's down in the dirt and it's, it's not we'd, what we'd hoped for, but the power of God can transform that life and make it something extraordinary and beautiful. Now, when uh, I was 15, I first experienced this power of God to transform me. I grew up in a church-going family. So that's interesting. I knew church. I didn't know Jesus, but I knew church. And I went to church, and I went to a church school, and I knew religious stuff. Indeed, I used to get 100% in my religion tests. I was very religious in every way. And I hoped, I hoped, uh, indeed I prayed, and my prayer was something like this. God, don't let me die and go to hell, right? That was, but I didn't kind of know that he had given me a way that I could be with him and, and know him, and that being Jesus. And so when I was 15, by this stage, I didn't go anymore to the religious school. I went to the local high school. I went to Forest High School. And in Forest High School, there was an industrial arts teacher, a guy called Mac Lindsay. And Mac Lindsay didn't just teach industrial arts. He was one of these these people, like maybe who you knew at work, Shanice. Someone who went to work and they didn't just go to work, if you know what I mean. 
They went to work filled with purpose. They knew that they had something inside of them that would bring light and life to the people around them. And Mac Lindsay was like that. And he would uh, run these camps. They were ISCF, Interschool Christian Fellowship Camps. And he would run them up in Lake Munmora on the Central Coast. Uh, they were fantastic. You'd go surfing, uh, sailing, skiing, canoeing, all this sort of stuff. And uh, somehow, I think it was like some God-ordained plan that a whole lot of the really beautiful girls at school were in the ISCF. It was, you know, by whatever means that they might come in. So my friend and I, Chris Brown and I said, let us go to the ISCF camp because who knows what could happen. And uh, I, I remember with my, having a discussion with my cabin leader and this guy said, uh, oh, uh, who amongst you guys is a Christian? Just, you know, one asked a question at the beginning of the weekend, who's a Christian here? And I said, I am. I even go to church every Sunday. And he said, that doesn't make you a Christian. And I don't know why, like he didn't even explain it, but for some reason, it just made sense. It's sort of like saying that if you go to McDonald's, you're a hamburger, isn't it? It's just, and, and that weekend, uh, that industrial arts teacher from Forest High asked his friend who was a maths teacher from Manly High to come and share about how he knew Jesus and I wanted to know the Jesus that they talked about and before that weekend was over, I did. And it started this extraordinary journey of transformation for me. For a couple of years, I went to a great Anglican church and, and I learned so much about God and the Bible and, and then the minister at that church changed and someone else came and they said, no more prophecy here and all that sort of stuff. So we ended up going down to this church we'd heard about that was a little bit radical down the road. We went to this church with Pastor Phil Pringle. <laughs> and, and, and indeed, while we were at the Anglican church, Amanda and I went there one night because we'd heard about this thing called baptism in the Holy Spirit where you could be prayed for and the Holy Spirit gives you, you actually get power from God to live the life of serving Him. Like for me, I was, I was trying really hard and it didn't work. But I got prayed for and was filled with the Holy Spirit. It was amazing. And, you know, just let me just share with you one area of transformation. There's so many. There's so many. Don't, who's experienced that? You look back and you just think, my goodness, God's changed me in that. And and he's growing me in that, and, and I'm not the same in that. Let me just tell you one area. When I came into relationship with Jesus, he awoke something in me, which was like a, a purpose that I would share the Bible with people and equip them to serve God. It was just like this, wow, where'd that come from? I really want to help others follow Jesus. It was like really early from that time that I started following Christ. One problem, one really big problem. If you wanted to utterly terrify me, if you wanted to have me in fear for weeks, if you wanted to give me butterflies so that I couldn't sleep and I lived in utter dread, you only had to ask me to do one thing. And that was to stand in front of people and speak. 
when I was at school, seriously, I just, my whole body was getting ready to punch someone or run. And all I was trying to do is stand there and speak. And it freaked me out so much so that, uh, you know, Mr. Lindsay, he'd say, Pat, would you like to share about uh, what it's like to follow Jesus? And I'd go, yeah, no. <laughs> I, it's just not worth it. I, I don't want to spend the week beforehand freaking out. Nah, not going to do it. But that call wouldn't go away. Thank God for people that he puts you around you. I went and I spoke to the Reverend Len Straw at, at St. Albans Anglican Church. And he said, you know what, Pat, there's a Bible verse here and it says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray that you experience that. And, and then I went and I spoke to another guy and he said, you know, well, I'm going to pray for you and, and, and God's going to help you to overcome this. And, and I made this decision on the inside. Okay, next time I'm asked to stand up and speak, I'm going to say yes. The very next day, Mac Lindsay says, Pat, you're coming to this camp on the weekend and I want you to share about how you, you, you uh, met Jesus. And I went, yes. <laughs> and around the campfire, on Saturday night, this is, this is the, uh, the early 80s people. We would do campfires and guitars and kumbaya and all that sort of stuff. And, and uh, around the campfire, we were singing and then Mac Lindsay says, okay, Pat's going to tell us his story. And I got up and my legs were a little bit shaky, but thankfully in the dark, they couldn't see. And my voice was a little bit quavery, but thankfully it wasn't too noticeable. And as I went on and told my story, I began to feel God's power and I actually began to enjoy it. And then when I finished and sat down, Mr. Lindsay said, well, you've heard Pat's story. Who would like to know Jesus like Pat knows Jesus? And people put their hand up. And you, you could have just knocked me over with a feather. I was like, my goodness, God, look at that. I've been transformed. And that is just one of so many areas where God has brought this transforming. You know, uh, as we're looking at vision builders, that's the end aim. It's, that's why we're here. That's why we reach and we build and we care for people, that they might know Jesus and become like him and experience what it is that he had in mind for them to be. You know, God, God didn't have one of you and he wanted one of you. So he made one of you. But because we're born into this hurt and fallen and broken world, sometimes all of that stuff gets shattered and we've got to know him and do a journey so that we are transformed to become that person he's created us to be. You know, this week as we look at build, you know, I thank God for those who gave sacrificially so there could be that venue that I could go to that we could have a service so I could be baptized in the Holy Spirit all those years ago. And you know, across Sydney, 11 locations, we are uh, giving so that we might build and, and we might uh, renovate and we might have the equipment so that we're proud of where we have our services. That we go, you know what? We're blessed with a great location. We're, we're blessed with a great venue. 
I'd be proud to bring my neighbours here. Our kids' ministry is awesome. Check out the facility the kids have. I'd be proud for the family next door to come to that. And we're not hindered in any way in our invite. So let's just have a look at some of the slides that tell us about what we've done and what we're about to do as we go ahead in this whole area of build. Let's check these out. So Pastor Alex before said that uh, last year we had uh, pledged, what was it, $2.5 million pledged. Now, of that pledge and what's come in, by the end of May, we had already spent on build $1.13 million. Right? So that is being spent on our facilities. We did stuff in our Penrith location. We've been doing a fair bit of stuff right here, which I'll talk about in a moment, at Oxford Falls and lots of equipment so that all of our locations, you know, you don't, you don't say to a friend who lives in another part of Sydney, um, oh, we've got a C3 near you. Um, gee, I better have a look at what it's like first before I invite you. But that you're confident, you'll love it. It's fantastic. It'll be great for your kids. It'll be great for your youth. I know that it will be awesome and it'll bring glory to God. And so our, we, we've got two of our 11 locations. We own the facilities. Two of our 11, we've got 24-7 leases. And seven of our 11 locations, we have the weekly rental. And that's, you name it, we're in school halls. We're in theatres, we're in... Um, we're at a, uh, a lecture theatre at the zoo. We're, we're in all sorts of places. And we've got to every week transform them so they look fantastic to invite our guests to. So we build, we reduce debt. Hey, this is a bit exciting. So first thing, you need to know that we now have no more debt on our facility at Oxford Falls. We've completely paid it off. And in 2015, I mean, we've been here for a bit longer, but in 2015, we bought this facility and we bought it for five point, let me see here, 5.5 million. This year, it's valued at 10.5 million. And last year, we paid down the debt on this facility by another $450,000. Let's give God a hand. We're reducing debt. Uh, we upgraded facilities both here. I think here, we, can you remember when this was really high? Like if you stood on the stage, you'd bump your head on the ceiling and it was, really, it was, it was all rather imposing, wasn't it? You're up there and going, I'm bringing the word of God to my people today. And you're looking down on everyone. So we did this, uh, new carpets, uh, we upgraded the, uh, the, the baptismal, we did all sorts of stuff that is just an upgrade, that we keep things looking sharp and we're, we're proud to bring people along. Uh, and we also did a whole lot of things across our locations so that people would be proud to bring people. Um, and also, and this is really cool to know, the fact that we have got great facilities means that we can run C3 College. How good C3 College, Shanice? How good is C3 College? C3 College has been uh, running since about the year 1982. I think Knight College was 82, Day College was 83. 
And if you count graduates, it's about 6,000, probably has all the numbers there, does it? Six thousand? No, it doesn't. If you count graduates, it's over 6,000 people. But if you count someone who's just done a course to be trained and equipped at on campus and online, it's about 20,000 people. I mean, even this year, look at that. We've got nearly 200 on campus, nearly 1,000, 924 studying online. Now, just have a look at some of these faces. Check out this crew. We've got... Um, some of our people that have been trained and are doing things in our church across Sydney, and there's so many that have key positions. You know, James, uh, location pastor with Tam at Oxford Falls. Paul and Sherilyn, location pastors at our Avalon location. Aaron on our worship team. Uh, Ewan Pham, our Sydney Next Step director, helping all of our locations with Next Step. And the principal of C3 College, Pam Burrow. And then down here, some of our people that we've trained and who are now all around the world uh, leading great locations, great churches where so many people are meeting Jesus. Now, just two weeks ago, Amanda and I were with that couple on our left, Garth and Jamie Lee Ball. And I remember it wasn't that long ago that Garth came to C3 College and I came back from being in East Africa and I told the story. You never know what's going to happen when you tell a story because Garth was in the class and it wasn't just a story to him. It was a Holy Ghost moment where God said, and you're going to East Africa. Now, his girlfriend at the time, God had said that to her when she was at school years before. And they got engaged, and they got married, and in 2015, they moved to Nairobi in Kenya with their whole team, the two of them. And they started a connect group. And they multiplied the connect group. And two weekends ago when we went, there's now 150 people in C3 Nairobi. There's people who didn't know Jesus who now do. There's, there's people whose lives were so smashed and without hope and who now are serving and on team and bringing hope to others. It's extraordinary and that can happen. All of that can, I mean, those faces, just multiply that by 6,000 who have graduated and by 20,000 who have been impacted by C3 College and you get an idea of the impact that we are making because we're vision builders. Kind of makes you feel a little bit excited like you're living for a purpose greater than yourself, doesn't it? This is the amazing thing about joining together with others and what you can achieve together with others. So that's why we are looking at build. I've got written here, the church is not buildings and we know that. It's people, but it's more than that. It's people in relationship with Jesus, in community with each other, and living for a purpose bigger than themselves. I don't want to wake up on Monday morning just going, well, here's another week. Anyone excited to do that? I owe, I owe, so off to work I go? No. What about waking up and going, 
I'm living for the greatest purpose that there's ever been. And it is extraordinary. It is extraordinary what God has allowed me to live for. Have a look at this scripture, Matthew 5, verse 13 to 16. It's one of my favorites. Any given opportunity, I like to preach on this. Doesn't matter what you give me, I can turn it around onto this scripture. Can you imagine? Jesus is speaking to disciples here. And this is what he says to them. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You are the salt of the earth. You are a city on a hill. You're the salt of the earth. You're a city on a hill. I love it that God doesn't just call us to be a city on a hill. I love it that he doesn't just call us to be salt of the earth. That we in community with others can be both. What's a, a city on a hill? Something you can't miss. A city on a hill is large. A city on a hill is bright. A, a city on a hill is influential. And that's you and I together in C3 Church with 11 locations across this city. With graduates all over the world with a television program which is impacting the nations. That's City on a Hill. City on a Hill's this morning when we meet together, when we gather together to worship, when we gather together to hear the Word and to give to the mission God's given us, where we pray for one another, where people are given opportunity to meet Jesus. You know that still today, over 90% of people who come into a relationship with Jesus, do so in our service. That's why we can't just say it doesn't matter whether we've got a good facility to invite people to or not. It matters. It matters. So we're in city on a hill mode here. The church gathers to a city on a hill, but the church also scatters. It's salty. It's flavorsome. It's preservative. That's what the salt does. The, the, the church gathers to be a light, a big light, an influential light, and the church scatters. I'm so glad that someone scattered to your workplace and they were salty. You saw in them the flavor of Jesus, otherwise you wouldn't have said yes to going to church. So what does that mean? It just means we pray, God, fill me with the Spirit so that I can carry you and your goodness into the workplace. Help me to be kind to someone today. Help me to see a need that I can meet. Give me wisdom as I talk to someone. Show me who you've prepared for an invite. Jesus said, open your eyes and see for the fields are white, ready for the harvest. Sometimes I think the devil can tell us 
It's hard for the harvest. People aren't into that, Pat. They won't want what you've got. You know what? They were created for what we have when we know Jesus. And so we are being salt and we are being light. Look at the way it says this in Ephesians 2, 19 and 21 to 22. This is out of the NLT. Now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven, but you are members of God's very own family, citizens of God's country, and you belong, turn to the person next to you and say, you belong, and the person on the other say, you belong, in God's household with every other Christian. We who believe are carefully joined together with Christ as parts of a beautiful, constantly growing temple for God. And you also are joined with Him and with each other by the Spirit and are a part of this dwelling place of God. Isn't that amazing? We are joined to Him by the Spirit. We are joined to each other by the Holy Spirit. And we are joined for purpose that He has given us. And that purpose has city on a hill mode where we come together and we serve, we join team, we make this an experience which is so transformative that when people are invited and they come in here, they go, oh yeah, I feel something, what's going on? Who is that? I want to know more about it. They experience God. And that we're so on salty mode. Got to tell you, life's different when you're salty. And this is one of the things that as you, you know Jesus for a long time, it can start like, whoa, Jesus, you're awesome. This is amazing. I can't believe what you've done in my life. Wow, you answer prayer. Amazing transformation. But we people, when we get familiar with something, sometimes we can stop valuing it and we can go, yeah, yeah, it's cool, Jesus. Yeah, church is nice. It's nice. I like um, what church can do for me. It's really nice to attend. But if I don't, maybe I'll do something else. And we can sit in the seat of an attender rather than being energized by the life of a participant. And so we can be salty living for Him when we're together, seeing that light, that city on the hill, and then we can be out there, God using us in an extraordinary way. Over this time of vision builders, I want to encourage each one of us, like Tim said in the video, to to pray, seek Him. What might my part be? My brother, um, I've got a younger brother, uh, Richard, 
who goes to our Runga location. And I surf with him every week. And we were having coffee the other morning. We, we tend to have coffee first while the sun comes up and uh, the sharks go home. <clears throat> and he goes, oh, Pat, I'm not sure if I'm into vision builders, you know, this big rah-rah thing and don't want to be rah-rahed, you know, don't, don't want pressure. And I said, oh, um, Richard, that's not what it's like. It's, it's this beautiful thing where we as a family come together and celebrate what God's done through us and look forward in anticipation of what He's going to do through us. And it's like this holy moment where there's actually no pressure. Let me just say that now because nobody sits there looking at... What what we do though is we say to people, we would love 100% participation in some way. And it's not equal giving but equal sacrifice. You don't need to match what someone else gives. But just to say, God, how can I be involved? And then you get that extraordinary privilege of knowing what it's like to be someone who sacrificially contributes to something that changes the lives of others. So I want to encourage you to to come with your connect group and or if you're, you're not in a connect group yet, go to the the uh, the the bar, the next step next step bar and find a group of people that you could come with. Uh, I want to encourage you to do the next step pathway so that you know how you can be connected in and be a part of making this light a city on a hill even more. Maybe do C3 College so that God can sow into you something that will return a thousand percent in this life. But as we close this morning, I wonder if I could ask everybody to just 